When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's Friday, Tony, and I think this is the first time in months we've worked a full week together. I don't think you got the memo, Mike. New oh, guy no. in town. Oh, new guy in town and in the studio. They told me you'd be sitting to uh, my left or well, my right. There was a big argument, you know, I think, the last time we were here about that. Yeah, this I'm probably your to seat. your right about 680 miles. Bears, Giants? Left. Is that what it is? To your left, about 680 miles. That way. That Tomlin town. Come on. Welcome to PTI. Tony couldn't go the distance, so coming in out of the pen to save the show is our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. Wow. Yeah, cheers. I wonder what you're playing music coming here from the bullpen. <laughs> Let's start with the head injury suffered by Tua. Tungo Vailoa in last night's Dolphins-Bengals game. Tua's head hit the turf hard during that second quarter sack. His arms seized up, as we've all seen, and he was immediately taken to a hospital. He was diagnosed with a concussion and released to travel home with the team. This comes just four days after the Dolphins cleared Tua to return to a game in which his legs buckled. The team initially listed him with a head injury, but then updated it to a back injury. Frank, what questions does all of this raise in your mind? The biggest question is, what is a guy who looked like that on Sunday playing four days later? It's hard to believe that he could pass some type of protocol. We saw him fall. He grabbed his head, got up, shook his head, tried to get up. His knees buckles, and he falls to the ground. Not only does he come back in the game four days later, he's playing on Thursday night in a national game. But you know what? Today, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the team, they – you can tell where the reporters are asking all the right questions. His point, he said it several times, it was a separate medical episode. They're still tick, uh, sticking to the story that it was a back injury against Buffalo, and this had nothing to do with it. But common sense tells you, you're telling me it had nothing to do with it, that the two injuries couldn't somehow be related. It looked like last night he must have been playing with a concussion, and last night it got a lot worse, and that was horrifying for the player, the team, and the league. I think the only thing, Frank, we can all agree on is that it was horrifying. Yep. But let me, let me just say this, man. This episode, this story, it makes me want to play doctor less than anything I've encountered in years. On this show and going back to my time as a columnist at the Washington Post, and you know you and I have written these columns where we're supposed to act like medical know-it-alls. I'm not going to do that. I don't know whether it was separate or not. Maybe it was separate. It looks bad. It doesn't mean they're related. I don't know. Maybe they are related. And I've been in text chains today with, among others, one Hall of Famer and one who should be. And these guys, I mean, they're very, very tight in their opinions. And they talk about players needing to be saved from themselves and how they were as players and how they feel differently as former players. And you just go through all this. And, Frank, we're going to – I'm sorry. I don't know. 
I don't want to say that medical professionals are wrong, especially if they are truly independent. Look, this is not like the old days where you had a club doctor walked out there, wink, wink. Yeah. The club was pressuring the guy. There's more than that now. You have independent panel. You have players with their own medical teams that are predisposed to see their point of view. What do Tua's people say versus the independent people versus the Dolphins people? I don't know. And I'm not going to be afraid to say I don't know. This was horrifying. Mike. But, and, and playing four days later makes it look even well, worse. Well, that's part it of does. it. It does. Greed and player it safety does. don't mix. You know, you, when yeah. you want to play, we love these Thursday night games as a I consumer. But I the don't. Players, I hate them. And by the way, Tua's They're not despicable. the only one that probably went into that game after four days carrying an injury. I get there had to right. be guys on Cincinnati. We, we as agree well. on that again. And, and Miami, and 100%. Agree. One other thing about Miami, and you have a young coach. He's coached four games. This is a huge thing. Can we get someone else besides a head coach? How about someone above his pay grade? How about the general manager? You're not getting – I get it. You're not going to give me a team doctor because there's Great an investigation point. going on, maybe legal reasons. To make Mike McDaniel, who's been the coach for four games, he's got to sit there and answer all those questions? I thought that was unfair. Frank, before we go on, you've made the point of the day about greed, greed and health, greed and common sense. I've been saying consistently on this show and anywhere I can be since they started it, these Thursday night games are reprehensible. They are just we cash love them. grabs. The I don't love them. The games are usually are often garbage, and I don't love them. Because if anybody who's been in pro locker rooms, and you and I have been there for decades combined, you know what players look and feel like, and they can't get out of bed on Monday and Tuesday. Frank, it's garbage. It's yeah. reprehensible, and the NFL will never change it because there's too much money coming in. And I don't know if the players object strongly enough to the existence of Thursday night games because they get paid too, yeah, that's... and the, everybody gets paid, and it's yeah. garbage, Frank. Hey, and they agreed to 17 games, so they're actually adding yeah, games. That too. Once upon yeah. a time, Mike, the only Thursday games were played on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And back then we used to say, wow, that's kind of a quick turnaround to have to play on Sunday, yeah. then play on th- uh-huh. Thursday. Now it happens all the time. Then go to the woodshed. We can agree on that. Yep. We do. All right, let's move to last night's baseball. Aaron Judge was idle and fell into second in the AL batting race behind Luis uh, Arise. Meanwhile, Shohei Otani carried a no-hitter into the eighth against the A's. He left the game having pitched eight shutout innings, struck out 10, won his 15th decision, lowered his ERA to 2.35, and, get this, extended his hitting streak to 14 games. Then he cleaned up the building afterwards. Afterward, Otani, through an interpreter, said, I know I got MVP last year, but I'm having a better season this year. It's hard to believe. Mike, do you think MVP voters, though, will and should see this as a close call? He's having a great season. It doesn't mean that Aaron Judge isn't having a better season. Aaron Judge having a better season, too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, a historic one. I'm not a guy, and my guy Andre Dawson on my Cubbies on the last place team was an MVP once upon a time. That ain't flying. I wouldn't have. I, I love Andre Dawson. I wouldn't. I don't think I would have voted that way. And I covered baseball back then. I don't care about close. You can have 150 voters think it's close, and it can still be unanimous. And then people will say, yeah. "Well, they didn't have it as close because that's just stupidity." The MVPs there and judge. If you care about where a team finishes in the standings, how many games that team wins, it's not Otani's fault. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best player out there. This isn't a vote for most outstanding player. 
If you want valuable taken into yep. account, and I do, that vote this year is going to Aaron Judge over Otani yeah. for me. By the way, Yankees 96 wins. Angels have 70 wins. But okay. here's the thing about Otani. We're almost already taking it for granted how unique of a story is. Mike, you've been covering sports forever. We've never seen anything like this. Nothing. You know, this Nothing. goes back to even Babe That's Ruth. Right. He's actually better in, in terms of pitching and hitting than Babe Ruth. Think about this. As a pitcher, he's third in wins, third in strikeouts, fourth in ERA in the American League. As a hitter, he's fourth in home runs and sixth in RBIs. By every sense of the word, that is the MVP of baseball. Well, however, however, it has been 61 years since someone hit 61 home runs like Roger Maris. They, you know, the Yankees have, what is it, seven games left. They got three against the Orioles this weekend. You know, the weather could impact it. Judge is going to get at least one more. And we know baseball is all about that home run record. That is the is. record in sports. Well, remember, Harry, remember forever, there were some Barry guys. Bonds, that's the one you want. There were some other guys with more than 61, which some of us of a certain age. American League, though. Discount. Yep. But, you know, I mean, that, that, that win total, man. Come on now. You can't just ignore that in baseball. I guess you can. You could justify it if that's how you voted before. I'm not going that direction. And now to the National League, where the huge three-game series between the Mets and Braves starts tonight. The Mets are one game up in the NL East and currently own the tiebreaker over the defending champs. The winner avoids playing in the wildcard series and then potentially facing the Dodgers in the divisional round. We have three great pitching, pitching matchups, Frank. So which one of these two do you favor? All right, let's give the Atlanta Braves a lot of credit. Coming off of World Series, Freddie Freeman leaves the team. You're, you're 10 and a half games. The Mets had a 10 and a half game lead in June in the division. But the Mets going into this have 98 wins. By the way, as a franchise, they've only won 103 times. They've lost over 106 times. But they have Jacob deGrom tonight, and then you get Max Scherzer on Saturday. Realistically, if you get one, you're in a great position. And Buck Schultz, right. i got to give him a lot of credit. This is a job that he wanted to be back in New York. He brings accountability to that clubhouse. This isn't like 07 when the Mets had you know, a, a seven-game lead with 17 games to go and didn't even make the playoffs. The Mets know how important it is to win the division. You don't want to be stuck in having to win two out of three. We saw what happened to them. You know, they've lost to the Cubs in a series recently. The Pirates, this means everything to the Mets. The pitching says Mets. I say Mets. Frank, the reason that when they moved DeGrom up, to tonight. That wasn't the original pitching matchup. When you move DeGrom up, you're saying not only, okay, we want to win one of these and we may, may, may win two and then just blow it out. Yep. You can get him extra rest on the other end of this before going into that playoff series so that you get DeGrom and Scherzer. I mean, to me, that's the best one-two ace combination in baseball right now, the two aces. You get them at full strength plus going into the playoffs in a five-game series, not a wild card, what you're saying, this is important to us. We are committed to winning this division and winning at least one of these, if not two games, against the Braves. I, I, I favor New York in this series. And if they do this and rest those guys and start them in the playoffs, I favor them in that too. All right, we got to take a break. But coming up, is Alabama facing a real threat in Arkansas? We'll also ask him whether it's a down year for the Big Ten. By the way, the Mets called up Francisco Alvarez, 20 years old, considered the best prospect yeah. in baseball. He's going to be a I DH. guess there could be a one nothing game or a 2-1 game. If I got DeGrom and Scherz. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We've got some big college football games this weekend, which makes it a perfect time, as always, for a visit from our great friend from College Game Day, Mr. David Pollack. But, David, we're going to jump back into sort of the lead story and something on everybody's mind today. You were no stranger having played at Georgia and in the NFL to serious injuries suffered on a football field. And we just wanted to start with your reaction to what you saw with the Tua injury last night and sort of what you think of the responsibilities of all involved. Well, I, I hated seeing it. Um, obviously, my career ended on one play with a, with a broken neck. And so I, I've, I've experienced a lot of it. And when I saw Tua's hands, man, I just... It gave me chills up and down my body. I, I hate seeing that. I hate seeing that from an athlete. I just think it's, it's you know, I saw the Mike McDaniel stuff today and um, how they handled it, and, and they said there was no concussion the previous week. We saw him wounded. We saw him stumbling. We saw something was wrong. Now, listen, that doesn't mean he had a concussion, and that doesn't mean he didn't pass protocol. Um, but what I, well, I'll tell you this as a player, Wilbon, you feel a – desire and a pressure always to your organization to get on the field, to go play. Tua probably feels even more pressure to go prove himself. So players want to play. You want to do everything you can to give yourself an opportunity to get on that field. But you could tell something happened a week ago. I don't know if it, if it rolled over into this week, but it was a scary sight. Um, and I know moving forward, they better make sure they're very, very careful about how they handle the head situation because that was serious and that was not something that anybody wants to see happen and definitely not happen again. Yeah, well said, David. Let's talk well a little ACC it. football. You're down in Clemson. It's the fifth-ranked Tigers, 10th-ranked NC State Wolfpack. How seriously should we take NC State chances? Oh, you should take it very serious. Um, NC State's a good team. Dave Doran's got a club that's a veteran club. You turn on the tape and they're all over the place. All you see is a bunch of guys that have been there for five, for six years. Um, he's got a quarterback that he can trust. The offense has not been what I think it was supposed to be. Devin Leary came in as kind of a fringe first-round pick, maybe second-round pick at the quarterback spot. They've kind of sputtered. They're playing at this place. Clemson's won 36 straight. These games have been close. Last year, NC State, remember, beat Clemson. But I'll say this. I was somebody that questioned DJ Uwe Ungalale a lot. 
Last week, he really showed me something, throwing for almost 400 yards. They scored 50 points against Wake. He came up clutch in some clutch moments, and I've seen a lot of maturation when it comes to his pocket presence and his feel and the way he's throwing the football. So I think it's going to be a really good game, but playing Clemson in this place hasn't ended well for just about everybody in the country. All right, David, number two, Alabama on the road against number 20, Arkansas. Razorbacks DB Miles Slusher, he says we can hang with them. Do you agree with that? Yes, I, I think Arkansas can hang. Frank, last year, remember, I mean, remember Alabama was really, really good. They were a, a team that went to the college football playoff, finished second, you know, almost beat Georgia. They gave up 35 to Arkansas last year, yeah. and they scored a lot of points, and they threw the football with a lot of success. Um, yeah, I tell you what, there's a couple things that if I'm Alabama, I'm concerned about. One, the last several times I've been on the road, all last season last year on the road, I can point out so many games going back to Florida, to A&M where they lost, to Auburn where they struggled. They've had a lot of struggles. I don't think that the, the wide receiver room at Alabama is, is really good right now. Like, I, I think they're still finding their way. They don't have the guy like they had with Jamison Williams who could take the top off a of defense. So I think they're still finding their way, and it's, but it's more of a – Dink and dunk. It's more of a you know short passes to, to Gibbs, their running back, who's a great receiver, and manufacture offense as much as you can. So very curious to continue to watch Alabama. One thing I do know, you ain't running the football in Alabama. K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas, that's what they do best. So how are they going to find the passing game and make big plays through the air? That's where Alabama's susceptible. That's where you saw Texas have a lot of success against them. I like Alabama, um, but I think Arkansas can keep this close and because uh, really because Alabama offense, I think they're still finding themselves. All right, David, we'll let you go after this. We go from a question about the best – to a question about a conference that worries me, my own conference. No secret, I'm a Big Ten guy. But, David, and I know how good Ohio State appears to be, but I think the conference football right now stinks this season. I know there's time to get better, and maybe I'm wrong. Am I being too harsh, or do we kind of stink right now? Well, if we're talking about Northwestern, uh, we kind of stink right now, Will Vaughn. I mean, Miami of Ohio, I believe, 17-14 last week, one and three. We want to flush that and move on. But listen, Penn State went down to Auburn and smacked them in the face with a flying pan. Um, They're a really good football team. Michigan, listen, they finished their preseason schedule. I can't wait to watch J.J. McCarthy on the road against Iowa this week. I think I'll learn a lot. Ohio State's really, really good. So, I mean – I think, you know, Michigan State obviously is, is down. They're, they're not bringing much. Purdue, Aiden O'Connell being banged up. I don't know what they're going to bring. But the top half of the league I, I still think is going to be really, really strong. And, okay. and you're going to have at least one team with Ohio State in playoff contention. And I, and I think Michigan or, or Penn State might have something to say about that too. So don't give up on them yet. Um, okay. But you can give up on Northwestern and Wilbon, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I can't ever give up on them. I'm just I'm down in the mouth right now. Okay, this is good. And I don't have to – my friend and neighbor, the commissioner, won't have to smack me. I, I was wrong. He might want to smack me anyway. David, thank you for joining us. You know we appreciate it. You can catch David tomorrow, more of them, on College Game Day from Clemson starting at 9 a.m. Eastern. That's 8 o'clock here in the center of the country, man. That's early. I'll wake up to catch Pollock, though. Let's take one last break, but still to come. The Saints have a challenge at the quarterback position, Frank. And the Boston Celtics have a new forward. who Blake Griffin be a good fit. I don't know. By the way, I'm gonna wake up in the morning. I'm watching. Well, you got you got Northwestern Penn State tomorrow in Happy Valley. Come on now, I was in a good mood. Three thirty. I was in a good mood until you just. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Time to get happy, people. Happy 25th birthday, Max Verstappen. The Formula One star is an outside chance of wrapping up his title defense this weekend at the Singapore Grand Prix. Verstappen has won five straight races and 11 of 16 so far this season, and this would be the earliest coronation in 20 years. It's a far cry from last season when everything came down to a hugely controversial last lap against the great Lewis Hamilton. Verstappen's team, Red Bull Racing, is also poised to snap Mercedes' eight-year hold on the Constructors' Championship. Verstappen made his Formula One debut when he was just 17 years old. The Dutchman is the son of former Formula One driver, John. Red Bull owns racing teams, soccer teams all over the world. So if he wins, there's still five races to go. And Lewis Hamilton said, who wins all the time, said he feels bad for the fans that it's ending this early. Hey, it'll feel good for Max, take. though. He's getting Interesting the Interesting take. Hadn't thought of that. Happy anniversary to George Brent and Roberto Clemente. On this day in different years, both Hall of Famers notched their 3,000th hit. George Brett's came 30 years ago today in 1992 when he had four hits, Frank, in his first four bats against the Angels. He got the milestone hit in the seventh. The game stopped for celebration and congratulations, and it was resumed. Brett was having a little chat with Angels first baseman Gary Gaetti about his family and friends being in the stands when he got picked off. Seems unfair. Roberto Clemente's 3,000th came 50 years ago in 1972 in his final at-bat of the season, his career, and his life. When he doubled off the Mets pitcher John Matlack, it would be Clemente's final hit as he died in a plane crash on New Year's Eve while flying to deliver relief aid to earthquake victims in Nicaragua. Baseball now honors Clemente every September 15th, encouraging players and coaches to wear his iconic number, 21. I remember the year where George Brett flirted with 400. Meanwhile, you think about Roberto Clemente, they talk about five tool players. How good was he? 12-time All-Star, 12-time Gold Glove, two World Series, legendary player. 
short list of like of greatest yeah. all-around players of all time yep. ever. Period. Underrated. In a lot of ways. And underrated. Yes. Doesn't get mentioned right. enough. Yep. Happy trails to the Phillies' five-game losing streak. The Phillies beat the Nats, of course, everybody does, 5-1 this afternoon to stop their slide at least temporarily. The two teams play the back end of a twin bill tonight. Coming into today, the Phillies have lost 10 of their last 13, and their lead over Milwaukee for the last wildcard spot it dropped from four and a half games to two weeks ago to a half game. Wow. It's now back to a full game with six left to play. Three at the Nats, three at the Strohs. The Brewers host the Marlins three more times before welcoming the Diamondbacks to Milwaukee for their final. Yeah, the schedule favors Milwaukee. That's why it's tonight, does. former Met Noah Syndergaard's got a big start against the Nats. He beat them three weeks ago. Uh, Quick dip to the big finish. Michael Thomas is out. James Winston doubtful for the Saints game. Big deal. Yeah, they're all the way to London. He's not going to play. Andy Dalton expected to start for the Saints. Blake Griffin agreed to a one-year deal with the Celtics. Significant? It'd be fun, but I don't, I don't see it, Frank. The USB Canada and Women's World Cup basketball going to face China tomorrow. Your thoughts? Our most dominant national team. They never lose. They won by 40. Blue Jays clinch the wild card due to the Royals' loss. You're happy for them? I think so. I like Toronto. Last one. Mariners can clinch their first playoff bid since 2001 with a win. You like your chances? Yes, finally. It's taken 21 years for crying out loud. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. And now... Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.